lighting the path to embrace multiple facets of who you are. This is the Goddess in Sweats podcast. Here's your host, Christine Louise. Good evening, or whatever time of day it might be for you. Guess what we're doing? Another spur of the moment episode, which I'm incredibly excited about because here's the thing. I love, love the equipment that I have downstairs, but to be honest, I'm again comfortable in my bedroom (laughs) and again without tea because why would I be prepared when I say it's a tea talks? Water counts, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think so. Cheers to water. It should be goddess and sweats water talks is what it should be. And I might just change it and we'll just have a good promotion for water. But anywho, I wanted to come on here and do this spur of the moment episode because there's something on my brain Which is usually why we record, right? There's usually something on our brains. If you're a podcaster, you get it, right? There's something on your brain. And so here's what's on my brain. I joined a group recently on Facebook. And I have to say, this is one of my more favorite business-focused Facebook groups I've found because I find the content in there is incredibly valuable. It's not just people, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't want to say fishing, but in a sense, fishing for people to prospect. Like I find that the content in there is incredibly value driven. And one awesome person in there posted a question, which I think was, was directed to any business. Um, but I found a lot of network marketers in there that were commenting on this and the answers were interesting to say the least. So the question was, what is your brand and what makes you unique? And what I noticed a lot of network marketers doing and saying was saying that their brand was their company. And that's not really how it is because, you know, I'm partnered with Shackley, but I'm not Shackley. I'm not that company. I'm my own entity. I'm like a subcontractor, right? Or I don't know if it's a subcontractor or just a contractor. I'm independent, (laughs) regardless. I'm independent. And, you know, I used to be in this thing of when people would ask that, I'd be like, oh, I'm Shackley. But people have preconceived notions about specific companies. So um, it's really important for network marketers to brand themselves as themselves because you know it's happened in network marketing where companies have shut down where people jump companies and when you brand yourself to a specific company and you are that company saying that you know I am Avon or my brand is USANA or my brand is fill in the blank What happens when you shift from that company or that company, maybe it it shuts down? Then what? You don't have a stable brand to build from to continue on to something else. You can't take that with you. 
And so this is why it's incredibly important that if you're in network marketing or looking at getting into network marketing, that you brand yourself independent from the company, right? I'm very, very conscious and intentional when I say to people what I do that I have partnered with Shackley. I'm not Shackley. I've partnered with them. I'm still Kristen Louise, but I have partnered with Shackley. And so that's incredibly important. But here's the thing. If I decide that Shackley is just not my jam anymore, I don't see it in the foreseeable future, but you know what? Crazier things have been known to happen. (laughs) As this year, as year 2020 has showed us, there's some crazy shit that can go down. And so even though I've partnered with them, if something changes and I decide to shift my focus and I don't want to be partnered with Shackley, that's okay. I'm still Kristen Louise and I still have a branding around that that can move wherever, wherever I choose to go. I can start something maybe for myself that's a complete startup, but I can still have it under the Kristen Louise brand because I am setting that foundation. And with setting that foundation, I have to look at what are the values? What are my values? Which I shared some uh, in my last episode of what do I do? So if you haven't heard that, I'm going to recommend if you want to hear some of those values, you can go back to that episode and check it out. I don't need to have another uh, a duplicate episode on that. But it's just so I can't stress <laughs> how critical it is that if you are going to be partnering with a company in network marketing that you make sure that you set yourself a strong brand foundation that you can choose whatever you want that brand to be um if if you can I recommend if you can do it somewhere around your name something like I've done with my first and middle name I'm Kristen Louise that's my brand that's who I am and there are certain Uh, what's the word, values around that brand in certain ways that I operate. Now I'm fine-tuning them. Do I have it perfect? No. Will you ever, will I ever have it perfect? No. Will you ever have it perfect? No. Because if it's perfect, there's no room for growth, right? And so we don't necessarily want to strive for perfection because striving and getting perfect means there's nowhere else to go. And I learned that actually from Uh, Dr. Jim Scala because it was so funny I said oh it's perfect and he says well it's not perfect because it was perfect we'd be dead and he's got a great point right because there's no room for growth it'd be over it'd be finished that's it Um, and so it was such a great lesson and such a great a great concept and, and way to look at it is it's never going to be perfect because if it was perfect there'd be no room for growth and which would either mean that we're dead or the company's toast or you know, there'd just be no room for growth. And so this is why it's incredibly important to brand yourself. Now I went through, I think I shared it in my blog, possibly on the podcast, on my strip and shake podcast. I can't remember exactly where I talked about my branding experience. And there were certain parts of the branding experience that just were not jiving with me at all when I was listening to many of the teachers around branding and how to brand yourself one of the things that they said was find your niche <laughs> like oh my gosh you want me to jump into a box and that's what it felt like that I would just be jumping into a box and confining myself into this particular niche 
And, um, and so I didn't go that route at all. You know, they said, there were many who said, you know, pick a thing and let it be your thing. Like, um, one of the examples was maybe you're a Ferrari person. Well, be a red Ferrari person. And so <laughs> I'm thinking, well, what if I see a blue Ferrari that I like, which I don't know, do Ferraris come in blue? <laughs> Ferrari's never been one of my, <laughs> one of my dream vehicles. Um, so I don't know much about them, but, and I don't know if there's any colors that are faux pas, so to speak, that you just don't put on a Ferrari. Maybe blue is one of them. I don't know. Uh, definitely more of a Jeep. Jeepy. I like Jeeps. Jeep has been my dream vehicle forever and it's coming, damn it. Uh, working very hard towards that. But even if I was looking at it from the Jeep aspect, for me to just focus on red Jeeps, I find it incredibly boring, to be honest with you. So I couldn't go that route. Um, and so my route was, I'm just going to focus on Kristen. And what is Kristen? Well, Kristen has multiple things that she's interested in. And, <clears throat> and maybe it's not so much my interests that focus on, but maybe it's my values that I hold that become my brand that are more niched than what I like. Because I like so many things. I like trying new things. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if I had all the time in the world and there was no such thing as sleep, I would probably be doing just about every hobby there is <laughs> because I find them all so much fun. Um, anything from crafting to, of course, horseback riding to archery to, you know, you name it. I would try it and I'd probably fall in love with it to some degree. And so following an interest doesn't work as well. But following values does, and you can build a brand based on your values, the culture you create in people, how you make people feel, can be an incredibly strong brand, if not a stronger brand than having a thing that is yours. What if it's an emotion that you invoke in people that is incredibly strong and comforting? All right? What if it's a... Uh, a value of personal development where you push people to grow, where you invoke those thoughts in people, where you help people think outside of the box and to embrace the multiple facets of who they are, which is part of the goddess and sweats theme, right? I'm about comfortability, being comfortable in your own skin, which I will tell you right now, I struggle with that daily, as I'm sure most people do, but it's getting easier. It's getting easier the more comfortable I can get with who I am too. On the inside, under this meat suit. And so that's where my branding is coming from. And you know what? There's a certain way that I dress and there's a certain way that I don't dress that's part of my brand. I'm just going to have to come to terms. I don't mind wearing dresses, but dresses are not my thing. They're just not. I don't like high heels. I have come to realize. I look freaking smoking in them but I don't like them they're uncomfortable and actually it's really interesting because I think it was Mel Robbins that said this and she said don't feel pressured to wear high heels they slow you down have you ever tried running in high heels they slow you down you know go for comfort and functionality right and so there's no reason why flats can't be fashionable look smoking and be functional why do we have to run around in high heels? They do just slow us down. That's how I feel. 
that's how I feel about it. And so I've decided that I'm giving up high heels. I can make it work on flats. I just don't see any, there's no reason why I need to wear things that are not part of who I am. Right? And it's the same for you. If you're looking at branding, there's no reason that you have to wear something that is not part of who you are. I am not a frilly person. So for me to wear a frilly shirt is ridiculous and I feel stupid. <laughs> right? I like baseball tees and, you know, long sleeve t-shirts and Henleys and tank tops, but not string like not spaghetti strap tank tops I like my racer back tank tops I like shirts that are longer I don't like showing off my belly um, I like length because it lengthens my torso even though I've got an already pretty freaking long torso I like being able to have shirts that will cover it and come down even past my butt I don't I, I like that part of it and there's no reason why that can't be your brand if that's what you're comfortable in and so that's part of mine bare feet I love I love not wearing shoes summertime is my favoritest time in the world because I can wear shorts <laughs> which I love shorts I can don't have to wear shoes and you know it's it's my bathing suit top with usually a long sleeve Henley and you're probably thinking Kristen it's summertime it's like 30 freaking degrees outside why are you wearing a long sleeve Henley Honestly, I think I'm part reptilian. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm not part reptilian, but I get cold. And and so for me, the heat, it doesn't bother me to be in a, a long sleeve shirt if I'm wearing shorts in the summertime. It doesn't bother me at all. I can do it. And it's actually quite comfortable. And so that's where our branding comes in is who are you and can you get comfortable with you and are you wearing and doing things to put up a persona of a brand that are so outside of you that it's really hard for people to relate? People are going to relate to the real you. And, um, you know, a friend of mine, Samantha, had this experience. It's really phenomenal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fandangle her into coming into my podcast. And Samantha, if you're hearing this, you don't know it yet, but I'm inviting you <laughs> to come on. And share your story. I'm going to share a little bit about it. But I want to share some of this here. You know she's in the same company as I am. We're in completely different organizations. Um, but she shared this amazing story. Actually what I'm going to do. Is I will link our interview. Because we've done an interview. I'm going to link it in the show notes. So you can actually listen to her story. And what happened was. Is she you know young mom. She went from high school to working uh a job in the corporate world, moved up there very quickly to being the manager and all that good stuff and basically was told, you know, you can't, you can't be this, you can't be that, you have to fit inside our box of what you need to look like. And then she went to the convention and she was doing the same thing, right? She was, you know, cleaning herself up, not that she was grubby by any means, um, but you know, she wasn't, she wasn't wearing the clothes that she would normally wear. She was wearing clothes that fit into a certain a certain type of person that was has like a business vibe to it, a corporate vibe to it. And she was doing this at the Shackley conference and she walked in. We have this amazing event called the Future Leaders event. It's a great night. You get dinner and drinks and it's fabulous. You get to, you know, talk with all sorts of amazing people. And she walked in there 
and she looked fabulous. I mean, she had the beautiful high heels on, she had her beautiful dress on, you know, she had her tattoos covered up and a lot of her piercings out. And uh, one of the guys who actually works at HQ, and he's been there forever, Joe, walks up to her and he says, you look uncomfortable. And she said, I am. And he's like, well, go change and come back. Go change into something comfortable and come back. And so she did. She like scootalooed out of there, ripped off her heels and walked back to the hotel with bare feet, changed into what she was comfortable in, which is a tank top, jean shorts and flip flops and came back. And he said, that's you. That's who you are. And you've got to be you in this business to be able to attract people that you want to work with. And that was such a great lesson. So I'm going to share that whole story because that right there is the epitome of what this opportunity is, is it allows you to be yourself and have a brand around who you are and still build a business. And so with that, I think I have rambled on quite long enough. Look at that. I am good at like the 16, 17 minute podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this and I hope that you were able to get some value out of it if you are struggling with branding. That remember, it's who you are. And if you're building a business, be you. It's your business. It's your brand. And be sure that you're branding yourself as you so that if you decide to change where you're going or change your uh, directive or change your, your vocation direction that you can take your brand with you because I can't take Shackley's brand with me if I decide to leave Shackley. You know, the Avon person can't take the Avon brand with them if they decide to leave Avon. So make sure that you set up your own independent brand. It's very, very critical. And it's something that I teach with all of my team and we go through how to do it. Um, And so there you have it. And again, look in the show notes for the interview with Amanda and myself so that you can hear her full story from her because it's much more powerful that way. So anyways, have a wonderful time. Thank you so much. And I hope that whatever you're doing, you're enjoying yourself and you're making good choices for you.